Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor James Doggett Jr. And I'm so excited to have you with us tuning in to the fifth night. Let's count them. One, two, three, four, five. This is the fifth night of our quarantine moving forward revival. And we're so happy that you have tuned in and that you are here ready to worship with us. I want to make sure that we pause real quick and encourage you to press that share button. Share this stream because God is about to have a move of his spirit that you don't want your friends to miss. So please make sure you, you share this, press that share button right now. We of course are encouraging you to, in the comment section, let us know where you're tuning in from. You know what, let me go ahead and look and see where some of y'all are from. Okay, I see on my phone here, we got some people from Pasadena, California, what's good? We have D.C. represented. We have Huntsville. Um, I see Michigan. Welcome. Welcome. We're glad you're here. I see Apopka, Florida. Okay, we see you. We also see Georgia. We got some folk from Georgia in the building. And you know what? I'm going to save this one for later because I see some of y'all from a place that begins with a B. And I'm not going to mention it right now because y'all might get too hyped and Pastor Hendrickson might just lose the spirit real quick. We need him to stay focused. So I'm not going to mention that there's some from Bermuda who are on the line. I know how y'all do. Y'all love to celebrate. Can y'all calm down? We're about to have church, okay? Pastor Keys, if you're on the line, I need you to unmute yourself real quick. I think we need to just talk to these Bermudians and let them know that, look, we're here to worship, not to party, okay? Yes, yes. But there is a unique worship that comes off the rock. You know what I mean? That if you haven't been there and experienced you have been robbed of a great worship experience over at rest. I mean, I, I won't get into it because yeah, I know yeah, 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 yeah. Amen is ready to let them know, you know what I mean? But if you have not experienced that worship that comes like on the most, uh, pl the place that you, the least expected place, you go to the island, you find your way to the right spot and the worship is just ringing from, from that whole island is just rocking with that sound, that specific sound, or as the word of God says, that certain sound. And, and, and I'm anticipating hearing that certain sound on tonight. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, I know that Bermudians have a special anointing that's on him. And we have, of course, somebody who is extremely special, who is here and who's going to worship with us and leave you know, this indelible imprint upon our minds and upon our spirits. So we're extremely excited about it. You know what? I'm getting some text messages and I'm hearing that we might need to restart the stream. So while we're talking, I'm just going to be over here. I'm clicking this, this, these buttons to try to. Happy Thursday, everyone. This is Pastor James Doggett Jr. I'm excited to invite you to the fifth night of our Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. Last night was powerful, but tonight you do not want to miss Pastor Damon Hendrickson, who's hailing all the way from Bermuda to deliver a powerful word of God. We also have Chelsea Murray, who's going to lead us in our song of preparation and praise. Be sure to tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific, and we will see you this evening. right here means a lot to me and I was traveling and God began to speak to me he said 
when you think about company, they come over to your house. At some point, because they're company, they have to go. He said, but with me, I want to be the person who can stay with you and for the rest of your life. So my prayer was to God, you are the company that never have to leave me. So I need you to stay with me. How can I leave? How can I move? How can I be without you? How can I stand in the midst of pain? I can't go on without you. You are the company that doesn't have to go. So stay with me. I'm broken before you. Please don't leave cause I need you. I'm empty if I don't have you. So stay with me. Live my heart to me. On my high victory. Can't imagine life without you. So stay with me. moving forward in this quarantine season. What do y'all think about that idea? What do you think? Do you think we should do that? Yes. 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 Okay. okay. Well, how about this? We are going to, by tomorrow, we're going to make it our goal to be able to share with you all where you can go as it relates to a registry and you can bless this young lady more so, because you've already blessed her. You've already given her $531, but more so, we're going to give her diapers. Who in here knows that babies need diapers? What about wipes? What about clothes? See, I got some parents. I know. I see y'all. I got some parents who are watching right now. You know what it's like to have to go through that process, especially if you don't have all the support. And watch this. We're in quarantine. So this young lady mm -hmm. does not have the ability to have all of her family and friends come by. She's doing this the best she can. And we want to show that support and love in a very real and practical way. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys for giving, for giving. My wife and I were having that conversation earlier today. And I'm so happy that Demia had that thought. She said, why don't we try to set up a registry for her if she doesn't already have one? And we're gonna make sure that we give that information to you guys later. Can I also tell you guys I have some more good news? Y'all ready for some more good news? All right, here it is. Here it is. There was last night a young lady who said through uh, sending a private message to our The Quarantine Revival Facebook page that she wants to get baptized. She said she's reached that place in her life where she wants to get baptized. And watch this, y'all. We just had a conversation before I jumped on. And she said, Pastor, I want to be a part of a virtual baptism so that this world, this is from her mouth, so that this world can know that quarantine should not stop you if you want to get baptized and give your life. Mercy. To she said that. 
She said, I want to be a part of it. So listen, y'all, we're going to have a virtual baptism. And I don't know who else needs to join her, but I need to let you know that the ice has been broken, that you can, if God is putting it on your heart to get baptized, you can let us know. And guess what? You're going to join this young lady by letting this decision be made known to the world that you are Jesus, that you are his, that you are God's child and that you carry his family name. So we celebrate her. Why don't y'all clap? If you appreciate that, go ahead and put some hearts out there. Click that like button. If you appreciate the fact that this young lady was bold enough to say, I want to get baptized even in the midst of quarantine. Woo! That is inspiring to me. So if you like that, press that like button. Now, let me also tell y'all, see, the good news just keeps coming. The good news just keeps coming. I got word today that there was an associate, there is an associate pastor who pastors in Nevada. I believe it's Las Vegas. And they had someone reach out to them and say, I want to know something about this Adventist church because I ran into this thing called the quarantine revival. And I need to know more about what you guys stand for because the preachers who have been preaching and the singers who've been singing have inspired me so much that I got to know more about this God that y'all are talking about. So can I celebrate that? I don't even know your name. If you're tuning in tonight, I just got the word that you are looking and searching and desiring. And I want to encourage you, you keep chasing after God. The Bible says, knock and the door will be open. What? Seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. Don't you dare stop. You keep pursuing. You keep pressing. You keep asking. God will reveal to you exactly what he wants you to see. So I celebrate you for, for searching. And y'all, this quarantine revival is already making waves and people are being inspired and we celebrate you guys. You know what? I think I see some of y'all pressing that like button. Keep pressing it. Keep pressing it if you celebrate what God is doing here. Now, I know you guys don't want to hear me talk all night because there is a preacher in the virtual house. Oh yes, there's a preacher in the virtual house. Who is this preacher? Well, his name is none other than Pastor Damon Hendrickson. You should see him. I got it on the three screens right now. So you can see him smiling. You know what, just so I don't embarrass him too much, I'm about to take him off so y'all can just see me. <laughs> And I need to tell y'all something about this man. Pastor Hendrickson, let's just go back. He got a, watch this, not just a BA in theology from CUC. He also received a BS in, what is it? A BS in counseling psychology as well. So this man, he's, he's, a, he's a learned man. He knows a thing or two. Additionally, he went to Andrews University, get his, his MDiv, and he pastors there in, oh Lord, I said that word again, Pastor Keith. He pastors in this place called Bermuda. And I don't know if there's anybody from Bermuda in the house, but if you are in Bermuda right now and you're watching and tuning in, I need y'all to press that like button. Why don't you wave your hand in the comments? Why don't you just let us know by saying, put Bermuda in all caps in the comments so that we can see you. Cause I know y'all represent, y'all come through. And when y'all come through, you, you tear things up. So I need y'all to be a little careful tonight, okay? While we are in this virtual sanctuary, all right? So we celebrate him because he pastors a church called Restoration Ministries there in Bermuda. Restoration Ministries, y'all, they are blazing trails. They are a people who are about Jesus and about getting the word of the gospel out to the, this, this world. And they're not just about calling people to church. They have, and this is in conversation I've had with Pastor Hendrickson, are very prioritized. They are very much prioritizing going out and making sure that they have impact in their surrounding community. And we celebrate them. He's a husband. He's a father. He's an anointed man of God. And I'm going to say it just one more time because he's from Bermuda. So we celebrate that. Now, Pastor Keys, let me put this, I need to put this in gallery view again. Let me put this in gallery view. Pastor Keys, Pastor Hendrickson, I feel the anointing on this line. Can I tell you why the anointing is here? Because I think I see 
three Lakers fans who are two who are hey oh I'm feeling it right now three Dude, Lakers fans hey give them praise give them glory we got three Lakers fans on this call on this live and we celebrate the fact that Pastor Hendrickson is smart he's wise he's connected he has the spirit and guess what he is a Lakers fan now I got to pause real quick. Because I only see about three of y'all pressing the like button, and I don't like that. When I said that last night about Dr. Doggett, only about two of y'all celebrated the fact that he's a Lakers fan. So if you, I need, I'm not going to move forward until I see some more likes. Go ahead and press that like button. If you believe that the Lakers are God's team, then I need you to press that. <laughs> hey, press that like button right where you are. Press it, press it, press it. Oh, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. All right, y'all, we're going to move forward tonight, <laughs> tonight, 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 tonight. Um, we have some, some people who are on the line, and I just want to see again who's here. Um, if you, this is before we, we have our prayer, before we go into the Word. If you celebrate the fact that because of this quarantine, you are a parent, and you now have a heightened level of appreciation for teachers, I want you to press that like button right where you are. Press that like button. If you are a parent and you say, thank God for teachers, because I didn't know it was like this, because I got kids at home that I'm having to look after. What about you who celebrate God for technology? Thank God for Facebook or uh, for FaceTime, for, all, for Netflix. Who in here has watched more Netflix in the last month than you've watched in a long time? How about this? Who is tuning in now and you never... You didn't get on Facebook like that until the quarantine revival. Some of y'all had to, to get back on Facebook in order to participate in this revival because Facebook really ain't your thing. Well, we celebrate you and we thank you for tuning in tonight. Listen, we have Chelsea Murray who's going to be leading us to the throne. But before we hear that song, before we hear the word, Pastor Keese, we're going to ask that you would please take us to the throne in prayer. We need to do some special praying. Please intercede for us now. Father God, we are so grateful for this wondrous thing called technology. God, you have seen fit that as the world has told us we were to shelter in place, this uh, uh, internet space has become a place for us to worship you, not just in our local uh, locations, but God, globally, we're able to uh, fellowship with those in Bermuda and Nevada and France and Europe and all over the world because this medium is being used to preach revival while we are sheltering in place, while we have been quarantined. And so what better way for us to spend time than on this medium in the word of God. And so Lord, right now, we know that there are people tuning in, that they are dealing with all manner of things. God, the death toll continues to rise. The, the number of people infected continue to rise. But we come here today to praise you for the fact that there are some who have recovered. There are some, God, who have seen their way through this disease. Even now I'm thinking of my good friend, Sophia Walker, who put her life on the line to minister to others, God. And she has now been, she has now been uh, told that she has COVID-19, but her hopes have not been dashed. And she's just ready to get over this thing and get back out on the front lines. And there are many others like that, God. And so we are grateful that you have seen fit to pull us through. And so now, 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 as we turn to your word, as, as we turn to hearing from your manservant, hearing from you through your manservant. We ask that you would anoint him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, that all technology would come under your subjugation, that nothing would go wrong with the feed, nothing would go wrong with the microphones, nothing would go wrong with the speakers, God, but everyone would be able to hear you with clarity and conciseness, God, that your word would go forward because you promised us your word will not return unto you void. It accomplishes that which you send it out to do. And so now, God, as though it were Thor's hammer, send it out to crush the head of the enemy and then bring it back to bless your people is our prayer and our plea in the matchless, the mighty, the majestic name of Jesus the Christ. And everybody heard this said, amen and amen and amen. Thank you. 
and he'll dry every tear. He'll restore your heart, renew your mind and calm your fears. But it is a choice to say, Lord, here I am. I'm ready and willing to obey your commands. Whatever you say, your will be done. I'm not going back, but I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm looking forward. I'm pressing forward. I'm worshiping forward. At this time, Pastor Hendrickson, we're going to ask that you would take the floor and give us what the Lord gave you. And as you prepare to share your message, I do want you to know that we're here and we're representing <laughs> Bermuda. Got the apparel on, so go ahead and represent for your country and your God. We're ready to receive what the Lord has given you. Hey, good evening, everybody. <clears throat> All the way from Bermuda, I just want to say thank you to um, JD um, for this thought and this innovation. Uh, thank you to Keith for being on here tonight. Uh, we're looking forward to the word that he's going to bring tomorrow. Um, we've had a great first week. Everybody, uh, Rashard, Rich, Ron, the sensei, and then, of course, tomorrow, Keith, we're looking forward to it, man. Um, I believe that this is Holy Ghost-inspired in Time, and yeah, rightly said, Keith, where everybody is seeing this as a negative, um, this is actually an opportunity. The word lets us know that uh, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. And I've been around not too long, but long enough to remember a time where I used to think in my mind, how are we going to get the gospel to all the world? Mm. Well, here is what's happened. In this season, we have had an explosion of innovation where people are now reaching the, reaching the whole world with the gospel. And so I'm excited by what God is doing in this season. And I believe in a very mighty and powerful way that the person who started it last night to say, yes, they want to be baptized. The person who started it in Nevada who said, I need to know more about this church. They are the first fruits of a harvest that is yet to come. That's a word. God. The Bible lets us know that the harvest is never in question, y'all. Hear me, hear me, y'all. The harvest is never in question. It's the laborers, it's us that are few. And then the Bible says, pray to the Lord of the harvest. In other words, I need us to get this tonight. In other words, there will always be, whenever we set out to do God's will, there will always be a harvest. His word will not return unto him void. God is just looking for some soldiers. Where you at? <laughs> just some soldiers. And listen, maybe the ways we used to do things may not be the way you're comfortable with doing things. But this is one thing I know about this generation, J.D. and Keith, is that we ain't got no problem with pressing a button to say we like it or we want to share it. And so in this season of liking things and sharing things, God has put us into this quarantine revival so that everybody can become an evangelist. Everyone can become a Bible worker. Everyone can give an opportunity to share the gospel. And you ain't got to do nothing but press share. <laughs> That's all you got to do. You just got to share. And so I just want to put that in your spirit uh, this evening, man, There's to not uh, be weary in sharing that as we, you've got the QR challenge, let's make sure we got the hashtag going, QR challenge. The challenge is that you will invite a friend, that you'll invite a loved one, a family member. Um, I'm just telling you, man, this is an awesome opportunity for us to share the gospel. So I just wanted to say that before I got into the word this evening. Um, Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three, uh, verses 12 through 14, a very familiar passage scripture to us. Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 14. And I'm gonna do uh, my best to share with you what God has laid on my heart. Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 14, and I'm reading from the New King James, and it says, not that I have attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, 
Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And then verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Um, I, I want to uh, teach for just a little bit this evening on the subject matter, focusing through the fog, focusing through the fog. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Hey, loving God, I just thank you for this opportunity that you have laid on me this evening. As I run the race now, the baton has been handed to me. I ask that you'll use me as a tack on a wall and hang a picture of Christ glorified, crucified, and edified for all of our sins. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer, your name we pray. Amen. Amen. On July 4th, 1952, a young woman named Florence Chadwick waded into the water off the Catalina Island. She intended to swim the channel from the island to the California coast. Long distance swimming was nothing new to her. She had been the first woman to swim the English Channel in both directions. On that particular day, however, the water that is known to be among the warmest in the region was Arctic-like cold and the fog was so thick that she could barely see the boats and the buoys that were around her and attended her way. Several times, bloodthirsty sharks had to be driven away with rifle fire, and yet she passed and pressed on and parted ways. And after 15 grueling hours into her ambitious attempt, her will was broken and she asked to be taken out of the water. Her trainer in one of the boats tried to encourage her to swim on because they were so close to land. It was just off in the distance, but as Florence looked, all she could see was fog. And as a result of all she could see was fog, she decided to quit. She waved the white flag as it were. And when she got in her boat, she her dismay, she realized that she was only one mile away from her goal. Later, she would say, I'm not excusing myself, but if I could have seen the land, I might have made it. It wasn't the cold or fear or exhaustion that caused Florence Chadwick to quit, to fail. Rather, it was the fog that blocked her sight. It was the fog that blocked her vision and caused her to give up. And many times, y'all, we fail as well, don't we? not because of fear and not because of the pressures of the world or the vicissitudes of life and not because of anything other than the fact that we lose sight of where we were going because of the fog that impedes our vision. And maybe that's why Paul said in this in this pastor scripture rather, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul suggests, listen to me, y'all, Paul suggests that we will face opposition, we will face resistance, we will face struggle, but, but as long as we keep pressing on, somebody ought to say hallelujah because we can make it. And that's a word for somebody viewing right now, because although the fog of COVID has you concerned, maybe you find yourself even being fearful and worried, I want to suggest to you this evening that the biggest impediment that you're currently facing Facing isn't the fog of what the news reports are saying, and the biggest impediment isn't the fog of what your boss is saying, and the biggest impediment isn't the fog of what the president is saying. The biggest impediment to your success during this season is the fog of which blocks our, blocks our mind from seeing the vision and the promises that God has given us. Maybe Donnie McClurkin was on to something when he sang that song back in the day. I've got my mind made up and I won't turn back. I want to see my Jesus someday. Perhaps in our efforts to move forward, especially in this season, when it feels like we're going backwards, what's needed now are more minds that have been made up that Jesus is my all, the kingdom is my goal, and heaven is a wonderful place that I want to be. So instead of 
of instead of looking at other things and allowing the fog of despair to keep me down. I'm not going to allow the fog of depression to keep me down. I'm not going to allow the fog of disappointment to keep me down. I'm not going to allow the fog of distress to keep me down because my mind is made up and is fixed on the promises of God. And those promises, y'all, defeat discouragement. Those promises dismantle discomfort. Those promises decimate dismay. There is something about my mind looking through the fog and focusing on the promises. Promises like Psalms 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Promises like Isaiah 40 verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Promises like Matthew 6 verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, no, some, no, right, it's all these things will be added to you and he will, and it will be added to you. And then promises like Matthew 28 verse 20, and lo, I am with you always, guess what? Even until the end of time, there's something about a mind, y'all, when it's made up and focused on the promises of God that can lead us to do anything. And listen to me, y'all, tonight, I believe that there is nothing too hard for us to accomplish. There's nothing too challenging for us to overcome. There's nothing too difficult for us to get through if our minds are fixed on the promises of God, fixed on the destination where God is leading us to. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Two months after experiencing defeat, Florence Chadwick walked off the same beach into the same channel, swam the same distance, setting a new speed record because guess what? She could see the land. She was no longer distracted. Her vision was no longer impaired. And I just wanna encourage somebody early in this message that it's an amazing thing what you can accomplish when you can see the land. Come on, I gotta get to this text because this passage is pregnant with potent promises that are particularly powerful for this season as we try to keep our focus on God despite the fog of distractions that are around us. There are three things, y'all, that the text has taught me that I wanna share with you. If that's all right, just press the like button. There are three things, and if you're a note taker, take these notes. The first thing that the text teaches us about seeing, about seeing through the fog is number one, don't live in the past. Don't live in the past. The Bible calls it forgetting those things which are behind me, but make no mistake about it. In essence, what Paul is telling us here is to not focus on the missteps, to not focus on the mistakes, and not focus on the mishaps of our past. Y'all, I am I, I, I am old enough to remember, and Keith will remember this too. He not he about right the same age with me. I am old enough to remember when I was younger during the summertime, TV shows used to go on hiatus. Anybody remember that if you do just press the like button tv shows used to go on hiatus and and when the tv shows used to go on hiatus the only thing that played as far as tv in the summer outside of sports was reruns anybody remember reruns you just played reruns and if you were going to watch tv during the summer then all you were watching was reruns you were watching the same shows over and over and over again you knew what was going to happen but you still watched them and because there was seemingly nothing else to do and watch this now and i believe that just like so many of us remember those summer reruns that there are just as many of us who have our past on an endless cycle of rerun and as a result we can't advance we can't progress we can't move forward because we're stuck in an endless cycle of reruns reruns of our defeats and reruns of our deficiencies and reruns of our difficulties because watch this very rarely do we replay our greatest hits because we become stuck on replaying our greatest miss and I believe that somebody needs to hear that tonight because you found yourself during this season of isolation and quarantine replaying some of your worst moments and some of your lowest times over and over and over again in your life. And it's doing nothing but keeping you in the fog of depression, dismay, despair, and defeat. This is why this first point, 
don't live in the past is so key because there is no way that we can move forward while our mind is endlessly replaying our past. And perhaps you're saying, Hendrickson, you don't know my past. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know the things I've done and you don't know the things that have been done to me. And my response to you is you are correct. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what's been done to you, but let me encourage you that God knows and he loves you and he cares for you. And there is a promise in the word of God in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 that tells us that God has plans for us to prosper, that God has plans for us to be successful. Successful, And I need someone to grab a hold of this simple truth right here and right now that God's plans for us are never abandoned because of something we've done or because of something that has been done to us in the past. It might be altered. It might be modified. It might be revised. And even what was intended for evil, come on and testify. God works that thing out for our good. And just in case you weren't feeling me, I brought a few witnesses to help me me out. In his past, Moses was a murderer, but he became the people's liberator. In his past, Jacob was a deceiver, but he became God's wrestler. In his past, David was an adulterer, but he remained Israel's emperor. In his past, Peter was improper, but he became a biblical instructor. In his past, Paul was an executioner, but he became a gospel warrior. All these men fell down in their past, but God still had a plan for them in their future. And their past did not preempt the power of God to move them forward because they didn't live in the past. Listen to me, y'all. When we dwell in the past, it eclipses the future. You can't see the land that is before you because you're too busy viewing the fog of your past. And I'm all, and all I'm trying to tell somebody today is that in this season, while some of your blunders and botches and blows are seemingly on an endless cycle of rewind and rewind in your mind. Don't stay there. Don't live there. It's time to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that in my past, there may have been some failures. In my past, there may have been some faults. In my past, there may have been some fumbles. But in my future, someone just lift your hand and say, my future. There will be some accomplishments. In my future, there will be some achievements achievements in my future. There will be some attainments. Therefore, I am not, I will not, I shall not live in my, in my past. The first thing the text teaches us is don't live in the past. Don't live in the past. Come on, if you like that, just put the like button. Don't live, don't live in the past. The, the second thing that the text teaches us about focusing through the fog is we've got to be active in our present. Come on and say that with me. We've got to be active in our present. Uh, in other words, you, you've got to be present in the present. After declaring that he will forget all things that are behind him, notice that Paul then says he will reach forward to those things that are ahead of him. And whilst Paul in the text has acknowledged that he hasn't made it, nor has he arrived, what this latter part of the text shows me is that Paul understood while our past, listen to me, while our past does not define us, however, our past better teach us that our present actions will have an immense effect on our future. In other words, Paul knew that what he did not, that what he did now would have an impact on where he was trying to go later. And I just need you to grab a hold of this lesson. And I want to make this thing, I don't want to make this thing plain for you right now. That is that if you and I, listen to me, if you and I want to move ahead, if you and I want to advance, and if you and I want to get to the desired destination, then there is some work required on our part. And some of you all know exactly what I'm talking about, to put some work in in the present so that you can get a desired result later on. Some of you all want to be amazing musicians where you got to put the work in in the present so you can get the desired result later. Some of you all want to be excellent teachers where you got to put the work in in the present so you can get the desired result later. Some 
of you all want to have impressive, want to be impressive lecturers, where you got to put the work in in the present so you can get the desired result later. Some of you all want to be outstanding physicians, where you got to put the work in in the present so you can get the desired result later. Some of you all want to be uber motivators. Well, guess what? You got to put the work in in the present so you can get the desired result later. Listen to me. Anyone that you look at that is that is successful now, earlier on, they put in that work. And if I could take a pause from my notes and just tell somebody, look you right in the eye and tell you, stop being jealous of what somebody else has and work on what God has gifted you with. You see, I find, J.D., I find that the problem with so many people nowadays, a problem with the Instagram generation, is that we look at people and see where they have arrived and say, I want to be there, but we aren't willing to put the same grind in that they are putting in to get there. We just think that someone became an overnight celebrity. We just think that someone became an overnight sensation, not realizing that they put in that work earlier so they could have it now. See, nothing that you and I want to achieve will come to us during life unless you are active in your present. Uh, you have to be present in that present. I'm trying to help somebody here to, to see because talking about moving forward and actually moving forward are two separate things that ought not to be confused because there are a whole lot of folks out there who talk the talk but don't walk the talk. And even when it concerns salvation, even when it concerns our salvation, talking about it is one thing, but actively pursuing it is what Paul is teaching us here. I press, he says. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not suggesting that we have to work for our salvation. Rather, what I am saying is that if we're going to get to the promised land, then we have to keep pressing, keep moving now toward the Savior. Let me explain it to you how I heard one preacher uh, explain it, and I'm going to put my own twist on it. How many of you all ever heard about the candies now and later? Yeah, if you have, just hit the like button, now and later. Yeah, yeah, it's a squared taffy-like candy that are individually wrapped, and they have a great taste, and they are marketed with the idea that if you eat one now, you the taste will hit you later. Well, guess what, y'all? This is the gospel according to now and later, that if you get active now about salvation, you will also see the effects later. Read your Bible now and you'll see the effects later. Study the word now and you'll see the effects later. Develop a prayer life now and you'll see the effects later. Evaluate the people around you now and you'll see the effects later. Make heaven your priority now and you'll see the effects later. Hunger and thirst after righteousness now and you'll see the effects later. The text says, forgetting those things which are behind me, but reaching forward to those things which are ahead of me. Choose Jesus now and you'll see the effects later. Ah, put in that work now. If that means you got to get up early, get up early. If that means that you got to get rid of some friends, get rid of some friends. If that means you got to go through your phone book right now and delete some numbers, delete some numbers. If that means you've got to block some people, then block some people. If that means that you've got to carve out a very specific prayer time, then carve it out. If that means you need to go on a Bible reading program, then go on that Bible reading program. But brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that you put the work in now, you will reap the benefit later. Yeah, I got to keep it moving. The first thing the text teaches us is don't live in the past. If you got that one, press the like button. Don't live in the past. The second thing the text teaches us is to be active in our present. If you got that one, hit the like button. Hit the like button. And then the final thing that the text teaches us about focusing through the fog is to keep your perspective. Keep your perspective. Watch this in the Antarctic, or in, in Antarctica rather, the landscape is flat and barren. And as a result, it makes it hard to know just how far you've traveled and how far you have to go as there are no overly distinguishing features on the terrain to help you out. There are no buildings. Watch this. There are no buildings. There are no trees. There are no there, there are no buildings. There are no trees. There is nothing in front of you to help you out. But watch what there is. What the Antarctica does have are three major mountain ranges that are made up of 2,660 mountains. 
And those mountains help travelers navigate through the rough terrain. Those mountains help travelers traverse through the rough terrain. Those mountains help travelers voyage through the, through the challenging terrain. And as I close, can I help somebody this evening to change your perspective about the mountains that are in your life? Change your perspective about the mountains that you presently face because those mountains will help you through desolation. Those mountains will help you through isolation. Those mountains will help you through separation because those mountains aren't obstacles. Those mountains aren't roadblocks. Those mountains aren't stumbling blocks. Those mountains are indicators that guess what? You're almost home. Therefore, what Brother Paul was trying to teach us in this season is to keep our perspective because the mountain that we now face, the mountains that we now face are an indicator that we're almost home. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, I, so can I strengthen someone here as I close? Keep your perspective. Keep our perspective in the face of the mountain of disappointing news conferences and incoherent presidential presidential press conferences. Keep our perspective in the face of the mounting and rising positive test numbers and the soaring death numbers. Keep our perspective in the face of the mountain of increased unemployment and social disappointment. Keep our perspective in the face of the mountain of emotional turbulence and spiritual disturbance. Keep our perspective and realize that we're almost home, that he you shall come, will come, and shall not tarry. Keep our perspective and realize that we're almost home, that soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Keep our perspective and realize that we're almost home. And when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Brothers and sisters, keep our perspective. Realize that we're almost home that he who shall come, will come, and shall not tarry. So I want to leave you encouraged tonight. If you're, focused, if you're going to focus through the fog, then don't live in your past. If you're going to focus through the fog, then be active in your present. And finally, if you're going to focus through the fog, then no matter what you're going through, keep your perspective. And I promise you that God will see us through. Swim on. Push on. Press on. Beulah land is in the distance. Heaven is on the other side. We just got to focus through the fog. And if you're with me, let me hear you just say, yeah. You're saying, Hendrickson, you can't hear me. Well, I can because we are connected in the spirit. Just shout, yeah, in your living room. Let your neighbors know that you are going to keep on moving because God is promised to you a land over yonder. Behold, I go and prepare a place for you. And guess what, y'all? He will come again. COVID can't cancel it. News reports can't cancel it. Unemployment can't cancel it. And he will take us with him that where he is, there he will be. So focus through the fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just wanted to share that with you all this evening. I just wanted to share that with you all this evening. Maybe there's someone in here watching us tonight. You're watching us tonight. You've watched us for all, all these nights, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And now you've come to a point where you're ready to make a choice. You're ready to make a choice. You've, got, you've made a choice to even tonight to not live in your past anymore. You've made a choice to be active in your present. You've made a choice to keep your perspective. If that's you and, and you desire to move to and keep going through the fog, then I invite you to join me in this prayer moment right now. Father God, we are so grateful for who you are. We're so in, we're so in awe of how you can turn a negative into a positive. We're so amazed how you just seem to come at the right time, even when we think it's the bad time, it's God's time. We've learned so much this week. And tonight, God, we wanna keep moving forward as we continue to grow in you. So during this season of quarantine, of isolation, my prayer is for that brother or that sister 
that finds themselves in constant reruns of their past and their mistakes. May they be able to declare and decree right now that their past is over. They don't need to turn back. They've been saved, healed, and delivered, God. Deliver us from our past so that we can look forward to the marvelous future and be active in our present for that future that you have promised us. And Lord, as we see the mountains that are in front of us, may we not get discouraged by it, but may we realize that our mountains are really indicators that we're almost home. And so, Lord, I know, like the old song says, soon we'll be done with the troubles of this world, and we can't wait to go home and live with you. And so, Father God, for that man, that woman that was teetering on the edge of giving up and throwing in the towel, I pray that they will make a decision to not only keep on going on, but they will make a decision to follow you. And God, if there's someone here that needs to be baptized, if there's someone here that needs to know more about this message, I pray, Father God, for them that they will message us immediately after this moment. Send us a direct message so that we can connect and partner with them through this season, Lord. Just because we're isolated doesn't mean we can't be connected. And while everyone else is looking at conspiracy theories for these various social media platforms, what man has meant for evil, God, you're going to turn around and use some good and the gospel will be preached and delivered. So we thank you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. If you were blessed tonight by that word of God that came through his manservant, Pastor Hendrickson, I need you right now to press that like button. I want you to let this man know that God used him tremendously this evening. Almost brought tears to my eyes, Pastor, hearing this message of the gospel go forth over this medium. God is good. God is good. Press on, ladies and gentlemen. Press on. Press on. Take this word and allow it to germinate and, and produce a rich harvest in your life. Pastor Marquise Johns, I know that you're on the line. And this pastor, Pastor Hendrickson, doesn't, he didn't ask for this, um, but I'm asking, Pastor, that you would please pray for this man of God. He has just poured into our lives, and we need to pray that God would continue to pour back into him. Pray for us, Pastor. Pray for us. God, we are so grateful for how you used your manservant on this evening. And while we want to pray that everything he poured out will be poured back in, God, we also want to pray a hedge of protection about him and his family, his wife, his two beautiful children. God, we ask that as he labors for the salvation of souls on your behalf, that his family would lack nothing. And God, as he has again sweated out poured out, screamed out your grace and mercy from the very mountaintops of his closing illustration. We pray that ears have heard, that hearts have been touched, that minds have been renewed. And again, revival has taken place in some life of someone listening, hearing, and experiencing the word through your manservant. Now, please, God, again, pour back into him, not just 10, but a hundredfold all that he poured out and keep a hedge of protection about him and his family is my prayer and plea in none other but Jesus name. Amen. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you desire to connect, if you need special prayer, if you desire baptism, if you want some assistance and support moving forward, then we want to offer that to you. Pastor Hendrickson has done his due diligence. He has done what God has called him to do. Now, if you want to respond, we're asking that you send us a private message through the Quarantine Revival Facebook page, and we will respond to you swiftly. If you want to sow your seed and help families, just like that young lady who is pregnant and has that 10-year-old who was able to receive $531 because of your faithfulness, then we want you to still sow. The way to do it is through Cash App, and you send it to this handle, the money sign, the Quarantine Revival. Thank you for everyone who has sown. Again, it's via Cash App, the money sign, the quarantine revival, and we appreciate you for your generosity and your faithfulness. At this time, uh, Pastor Marquise and, and Pastor Hendrickson, I just feel led to just play. And this is how we're going to end tonight. We're going to play that song, I'm Not mo Going Back, I'm Moving Ahead, here to declare, declare to you. my Come on, Israel. Here. Come on, Israel. What we're going to do on, is, I'm gonna, if y'all want to stay on this line and worship to that song, I'm about to stream it right here for you because the God we serve is good. So thank you so much for coming and we will see you tomorrow when Pastor John brings the power-packed word of God.
We're about to hear this song. Worship with us if you desire to stay. Thank you. 
Turn. 